Welcome to Giant Cocktails, a podcast where lifelong fans talk about the San Francisco Giants while drinking homemade cocktails. And now, here's your hosts, Ben and Matthew Henry. Welcome back to another episode of Giant Cocktails. I am your host, Ben Henry, alongside my brother and co-host, the unbirthday boy, Matthew Henry. Say hello, Matthew. Hello, Ben. Unbirthday boy. Yeah, happy unbirthday to you. Oh, well, thank you. It happens 365 days a year. That's why it's way better. 364, I guess I should say, yeah, days a year. Well, sometimes it's 365. Sometimes, yeah, years. every four yeah. years it's 365. Sure, that's, sure. That's right. Not not this year. No, no. no. But 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 still relevant. Yeah. You, well, hey, you know, you were you were 25 percent correct. <laughs> which, which is better than a lot of Giants batting averages right now. Yeah, so. it is. A... <laughs> Yay, shots fired. Shots fired. Matthew fires the first shots of the show. <laughs> uh, but also not wrong. Also not wrong. 100% right. <laughs> Uh, oh boy uh, what a week well well, i mean and right it's indeed what a week uh hey you know last week i i i asked you a question um but i have to admit that the question that i asked you last week was prepared right it was because it was about Alyssa nakin and and her making her her on-field debut at the major league level as a coach and and i and i had i had prepared that question ahead of time Mm. Um, which, which the week before we had learned, I don't do. And we had, yeah. that, we did had to deal with that whole, like, yeah, you know, sten- le- or uh, notepads or it whatever. Le- right? it, was it was legal pads. It was, it was legal pad. Yeah. The, the legal pad. Yeah, not, um, not your uh, finest moment. No. Yeah. The legal pad massacre. I like to call it. Um, <laughs> and so, but I, I just wanted to assure all of our listeners that, that, uh, I, I went back to my lazy ways and I do not have a question prepared. But I, I, I think I, I, I am sitting here in my closet and I'm kind of looking around. I was actually organizing things and I was getting rid of things that, that, that I don't use. And you know what I don't wear a lot of, Matthew, is, is ties. So I guess my question for you today is bow ties or neckties? Uh, what, what, what are the other ones called? Just tie ties. Long ties. Yes, long ties. Neckties? Uh, neckties? Neck you would think a bow tie was also going around the neck, I don't though. even know. Ascot? I, that has something to do with ties, right? Maybe if sure. I just keep saying silk. Maybe I just keep uh, saying words related to ties. It, uh, yeah. yeah, maybe one of them will be right. I, yeah. But I, my, so far, you're batting worse than the Giants. So. I like tie ties. So that's what we're going to go with. Do okay. you like bow ties or tie ties? I, I actually like tie ties. I Well, actually... I don't like ties at all, to be honest. And, yeah, amen, brother. And 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 most of my career, I'm an executive, and uh, I've had to wear ties. But then when I moved up here to uh, wine country in northern, you know, in Sonoma County, uh, six years ago, I was still wearing my shirt and ties. And about a month into it, one of the community leaders pulled me aside and told me that I was too buttoned up and I needed to relax a little bit because in Sonoma County, people just didn't dress like that. So I haven't worn a tie in like five plus years now. I was like, I, the next day I went and bought a bunch of polos and some slacks and some just some sweaters. And I was like, so I have not worn a tie mm. in, in a very long time. Mm-hmm. But I have vest. some really nice ties actually sitting here in my closet. So mm. I, got um, rid of mine. I got rid of my tie ties. 
Yeah. Uh, um, I'm going to save the sweater vest question for another day. But, Thank you. Uh, maybe, that, <laughs> maybe that'll come back. Up. <laughs> oh, well, anyway, folks, today is Wednesday, April 20th, as we record this podcast. Uh, in the week since our last episode, the Giants have gone four in two, taking three out of three against the rebranded Cleveland Guardians. Um, and then are currently still in the midst of a four-game series against the New York Mets. They were rained out, allegedly, on Monday. Did that rain ever happen, or was that just shenanigans by the Mets? <laughs> I, I think Be- it did happen. Okay, okay. I'm still going to blame the Mets for pulling shenanigans the way after the after Tuesday went. We're going to talk about Tuesday later, but Tuesday was a horrible day. It was. And, and, I was so uh, looking forward to it, too. Oh, man. Right, right. Especially yes. after Monday got rained out, I was like, "Oh, two, two yeah, games." Nice. Just, yeah, yeah. It was two miserable, horrible games. But anyway, the Giants dropped both of those games on Tuesday, but had a, a another uh, stellar outing by Carlos Rodon today uh, to pick up a game, and so they went they went four and two for the week to bring their record to to eight and four in uh, for the for the young season. Uh, and they are currently what place are they in, Matthew? I know they fell back yesterday after that horror of Tuesday after Tuesday, but but now are they back in first place? Uh, uh, they are a game back of the Dodgers. They're of a game back they of the Dodgers, of right? Yeah, because the Dodgers have gone eight and two in the last ten games, and we've only gone seven and three, along <sighs> with the Colorado Rockies. But we're just going to ignore that for a while, folks. The, the Rockies have not left Colorado yet. I mean, I think they, except for two games. So, so what the Rockies right are doing right now? That's not real. Pay no attention to the man behind the uh, curtain. <laughs> we'll we'll deal with that problem later, um, or or the Rockies will deal with that problem themselves. Uh, but uh, but yeah. Uh, so I mean, all in all, a, a good week. This eleven game road trip uh, that was supposed to be a ten game road trip is off to a good start. Four and two, would you know. Um, I think we we're, said for the seven games we wanted to go four and three, so we're already there. We're already there, and we you know, we're still on pace to win 108 games. That's right. Already, it's, well then, everything's perfect. Everything's coming up roses. <laughs> it is. Um, Suck on Bob. that, Dodgers. Bob, are you here, Bob? Bob, did you show up today? I don't get paid enough for this. You signed the contract. It's not my fault nobody else wanted you. Oh, leave it up. Bob, Bob's, Bob was sought after. He chose us. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, I'm sorry, Bob. It's all part of the bit. You know that, man. But anyway, <laughs> ask it. Hit me. Hit me with a question. What are you drinking, Ben? Well, thank you for asking, Bob. Today, I am drinking, wait for it, Another gin cocktail. Um, folks, I think I've told you in the past that, that I, I, I am like, I, I have a membership or something. I, anyway, I don't know. I went out with my brother once upon a time, like a year and a half ago, and he got me drunk. And I, I think I signed up for this thing. And now these people mail gin to my house all the time. You're and... welcome. <laughs> Notice how I wasn't drunk enough to sign up for that, but you were. Yeah, well... <laughs> You know, I mean, does that surprise anybody? No. Nope. Uh, but and and I had not been I have not been enjoying that gin, and so now I have this huge backlog of gin, uh, and so I have been drink, drinking a lot of gin cocktails, both on the show and not on the show, 
And today I am drinking a gin espresso martini. Uh, espresso martinis are usually made with vodka. Uh, and, and I read I read that they became extremely popular during the pandemic. Which actually makes a lot of sense, right? I mean, you're, you're cooped up, you're trapped in your house, you don't have anywhere to go, you, you, you know, it's like, it's, it's allegedly Armageddon outside. What are you going to do? You're going to start mixing your drugs, right? You're, you're going you're gonna to take your alcohol and your caffeine, you're going to put them together into a lovely cocktail with two ounces of gin, uh, one ounce of uh, espresso, and in this particular case, I am using one ounce of Mr. Black coffee liqueur. Mm. Um, and uh, I shook all of that up and then uh, strained it into a coupe. And I'm, I'm drinking that up. Uh, and, um, and you know, it, it, it's... Well, hang on. Just let me take another snort here. Mm. This is a cocktail that's about the bitterness. Uh, I'm gonna have to remember that for 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 future games. I might have to bring this one back when when there's reasons to be exceptionally bitter. Um, uh, I'll remember this for a, for a Kapler faux pas in the future. And um, uh, but anyway, with the gin and the coffee, uh, this is actually like it, it's it, it works really well, but it is quite. Um, it's it's a it's a sophisticated drink, you know. This is not a smooth, nice and easy sweet drinker, especially with the Mister Black liqueur, which is kind of not as sweet as your standard coffee liqueur, like say a Kahlua. Um, but it works. It's really quite good. Um, so if you're looking for something a little bit more adventurous outside of your vodka espresso martinis, I I, I strongly encourage you to to try it with the gin. I, I think the gin and the coffee they complement each other quite well. Hmm. Um, yeah. Well, the, the Mr. Black liqueur, I, I, I actually have not really tried it, but I know it comes in a really interesting bottle, right? It's got like this, uh, squared bottle with a background that has, you know, that kind of, uh, reveals itself as you drink the liqueur. Yeah, I have, I, so I actually have just a smaller bottle. It was, I was, I received it as a gift. Oh. Um, and so I don't, but I do, I do know it is the same shape, I think, but it's just smaller, but I'm familiar with that. Yeah, it is actually, a, it's a very pretty bottle. It's one that you definitely put on the top of your bar. Um, and it is actually quite good. I, I did drink a little bit of it by itself. And, um, you know, I would even consider just drinking that with maybe a little cream and, mm -hmm. um, a white Russian uh, action there. Exactly. is a nice little nightcap. Um, it's a good, it's a good substitute for Kahlua. It's definitely less sweet and definitely mm -hmm. more coffee flavored for sure. All right. All right. Well, now that we've heard that, Bob, you got a question for me? What are you drinking, Matthew? Well, thank you for asking, Bob. Uh, you know, I usually start thinking about my cocktail, you know, a few days before we we broadcast. And uh, I I try to kind of tie, is there something going relevant with the Giants? Is there something that would might tie in? If not, then I'll just do something that, you know, I want to explore. Uh, but after Tuesday, I, you know, they're in New York. And I thought there's no better cocktail than the New York Sour. And I, and I know that they won today, but man, Tuesday sucked. 
And uh, and and I was thinking, and pessimistic me was like, watch, they're gonna lose tomorrow too, yep. and then it'll be a perfect cocktail for and they're New never, York Sour. They're never gonna win again. Never, That's ever right. gonna win again. Exactly. Everybody's groin will get pulled. They'll start, you know. There's just it'll it'll be a just you know we'll have Sammy Long as our ace, and mm-hmm. and the season will be will be ruined. And so I went with the New York Sour, and uh, luckily I really like New York Sours. I think they're. Um, a real interesting cocktail. Uh, it's it's not often that you find a combination of spirits and wine together, uh, and so this this cocktail has two ounces of bourbon, and one ounce of fresh lemon juice, a half an ounce of simple syrup, and then a full ounce of a, a red wine. And so I chose a Pinot. Uh, that's just what I had with me. So it's a nice full-bodied wine, and it's got some fruitiness to it, and so. Uh, that uh, actually paired very well. And then I a uh, little lemon zest as a garnish where you spritz the oils out over the rest and you drink it. And the, the way you develop this drink, though, is that you shake the bourbon, the lemon juice, and the simple syrup with ice in a cocktail shaker. And then you strain it into a rocks glass with some ice. And then you take the wine and you float it on top. So you take a spoon, the back end of a spoon, and you just set it on top of the of the liquid. And you pour the wine over the back of the spoon and the back, and that kind of pushes the wine over the top of the of the liquor. Uh, and so it creates this float there of this red stripe. And I'll post a photo of it on Instagram and 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 Twitter at uh, uh, Giant Cocktails. By the way, make sure you follow. And uh, and it's a pretty cocktail. And then when it mixes, just the wine and the bourbon really does well. You get this kind of fruitiness, uh, but it's but it's really a a really good cocktail. Still very tart, uh, not a lot of sweetness in there, and uh, a really good a good good cocktail. And perfect when you're commiserating over you know uh, a double header loss like we had on Tuesday. Uh, first of all, the New York Sours is one of my favorites to both make and and drink. Uh, I would encourage people to try it both the way that Matthew did it, with, which is on the rocks, but but also served served up in a in a cocktail glass of some sort, um, and then floating the floating the wine on top, and then and then just you know getting taking a deep pull through that. Um, it's a, it's really an interesting experience. It's a it's a great cocktail. Um, I, I enjoy that one quite a bit. Uh, good choice, Matthew. Good choice. Because Tuesday was awful. Awful. Tuesday Tuesday was the worst. I, I, I Tuesday made me ask myself, why do I like this game? This game is dumb. Right? Like, like the Giants were just, like, everything was going against them. Like, you know, that inning where everything fell apart, where, you know, where Alex Cobb became Holden McGroin. And... <laughs> And it was like, you know, ball down the line, ball down the line. And then it was like, you know, close, close replay that for some reason, for once, they overturn it, even though nobody can see why. And it goes against the Giants. It was just, it was miserable. But before we had that misery, Matthew, before we had that miserable, cold, horrible day in New York City, the Giants had a series in Cleveland against the newly rebranded Guardians. And uh, and things were actually going pretty well there. Yeah, not bad. You go into, right? go into Cleveland and sweep them. And the thing is, like, going into there, like, Cleveland was, I, I you know, yes, it's early in the season. You know, after the Giants left, the Cleveland lost, Cleveland lost you know, three in a row. They were right at home. But before that, the, the Cleveland was one of the stronger teams in the American League. 
Yeah. And and one of the things that they were really strong at, and I think they still are strong at, um, was was run differential, right? And that's like one of the key indicators that stat heads will point at and say, oh, run differential, right? It's a it's a really easy way to see who the good teams are and who the bad teams are, right? It's like you look at, okay, how many runs have you surrendered versus how many runs have you scored? And the bigger that differential is, um, the better team you are. And, and, um, and, and at the time... Uh, the Guardians uh, had a really good run differential. In fact, they still do. They are plus 22. Even wow. after getting swept. Even after getting swept by the Giants, they are, they are now plus, they're plus 22, which is by far and away the best run differential in, in the American League. Uh, the, the team that comes closest is the Oakland Athletics. I thought they were supposed to be tanking. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to look deeper into what's going on in Oakland later. But uh, um, uh, I didn't say that. You didn't hear me. I don't know who. Uh, but anyway. Okay, uh, I mean, they're they're plus, I mean, the A's are plus what? Uh, 14, plus 14. Plus 14, but they're still 7 and 6. I mean, they're still Correct. 500. You know. Well, I mean, that's why it's 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 not. I it's, mean, early. Right. it's early. It's early. It's early, and, and the best way to figure out whether or not you're a good team is to look at how many wins you have. <laughs> 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 right? I mean, that's really what it is. How many yeah. wins do you or not have? But in the National League, Matthew, uh, in the National League, do you know who the best team in baseball is? Their best run differential is? Hint, it's yes. not the Giants. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I do. Yeah. Yeah. But before today, uh, I guess, uh, well, I mean, and, and and actually the second best team in the National is, League is the Mets. Is, is the Mets, <laughs> right? With 26. But right behind them is the San Francisco Giants. And uh, explain that, that to me. I don't know, Matthew. I don't know. I, I saw we that. Were looking, we were looking at, like, just in the last week, how many guys had a batting average that was respectable. Not that many. And then we were like, oh, it must be on-base percentage. There's only, like, two guys that have an on-base percentage in the last week above the league average. It's uh, it's a conundrum. All I can say is they must, they're must they opportunistic. Well, I'll, I'll tell you the first thing. is Remember, remember, run differential is, a, is two different things, uh, a factor of two different things, right? One is runs scored, but the other one is runs, runs prevented. Runs yes. prevented. And and the the Giants are tied for first in all of baseball with the St. Louis Cardinals uh, for having the least runs surrendered. So the all Giants right, so have given up thirty runs, which is which is the best in all of baseball. So that's that's a huge part of it, right? It is a huge part, and I and and I think something that we're going to have probably I think this team was built around. I think they, you know they without without coming into the season without uh, Posey, without even though Chris Bryant wasn't great. Without Chris Bryant, you know, I think that there's some parts there that uh, I think the the Giants, you know, knew that we couldn't really expect to lead the the National League in home runs again this year. You know, uh, so I think our our pitching staff is definitely the the part that's going the to make up that difference. I think and and right. that is so far right right. But even so, right, we expected the Giants' offense to be to be to be not great, and and early signs were that it wasn't. Right. I mean, the first the first week of the season, the Giants were very, very anemic. They weren't scoring very many runs at all. But but since that 13 run outburst against you, Darvish, suddenly they're being very, very consistent. Right. They yeah. they. And so overall, in terms of runs scored, they're 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 in the middle of the league. Right. They they have scored 53 runs which puts them 12th 12th yeah. in the league 
12th in, in, in all of baseball. In Major League, in all of Major yeah. League. So they're above average. Really. Right, slightly above average. Uh, and that's how you get to be second best in the National League in terms of run differential. And, and I guess, I mean, is, are the Guardians still ahead of them? No, the Guardians are behind them. So so uh, third best in all, all of baseball and third and best in the National League behind the Dodgers and the Mets. Uh, which you is go to, to ERA. You go to ERA and Giants lead the, the majors in ERA right now. Right, right. Which is to say that the Giants are a really good baseball team. Uh, unfortunately, they're in the same division as arguably the best team in baseball. Um, and, and, and the Dodgers are demonstrating that. Um, but you know what? So are the Giants. And I think uh, one of the, the most, I, I think what was great about that Guardian series was that they, it, it demonstrated absolutely how this team is going to win, right? They're going to dominate you on pitching and they're going to do just enough to score runs every game and they're going to win a lot of games comfortably because the other team's only going to score one or two right um but but even so like when you, when you look at the them the giants over the last what eight games they've scored four runs i think in six of those games and the two games where they didn't they were facing manea and scherzer all right so that yeah Right. I think we can accept that. Right. Right. But the question is, like, where is this offense coming from? Because, frankly, I don't know. I'll tell you where. Where? Highly coveted free agent signing Jock Peterson. (laughs) Remember how we were all excited when he was signed and we were like beating our chest about how we got Jock Peterson? Remember that? (laughs) Hey, look, I'm not going to I'm not going to I'm not going to try to walk back that one. I mean, I look at Jock Peterson and all I see is Dodger blue. <laughs> it's it's hard not to see it, right? He's in gray and orange and you're still like, yeah, Dodger. Yeah, yeah, Dodger. Dodger. Maybe and, maybe maybe that will wear off over the course of the he's, season. He's still got a lot of that Dodger stank on him. But I will tell you what. Um, um He rakes against right-handed pitching. Oh man. He's <laughs> I, like I said, I said, you know, what does he got to do? What does he got to do? And I said he's got to hit a lot of home runs. And and the man is heating up, right? He got off to a little bit of a slow start, uh, but but I uh, but but I see you, I see you, Jock Peterson, I see I see you. Uh, I still don't want to get close to you because you got that stank on you, but <laughs> but I see you, um, and I begrudgingly acknowledge that you are doing good things, um, and and you know if you keep doing that. Then, then I, I will probably. Well, no, I'll never accept you. But, uh, but uh, I will. <laughs> oh, I will. Um, I mean, six years, Matthew. He was a Dodger I, for six years. All right, but you know who also was a Dodger for a long time? Dusty Baker, right? And you, you, you ended up loving that guy. So, well, Dusty took us to a World Series. Dusty <laughs> took us to Game Seven of a World Series. So, so the Giants need to go to World Series for Jock to erase the stink. Yeah, and then and then uh, and then Jock's got it. You know, Jock's just not got to take the starter out of the game too early in Game Seven. That's <laughs> all he's got to do. You probably count on that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dusty, we love you. We love you. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Ne- never, never forgetting that. Uh, all God, right, Ru- well, <laughs> Russell could have finished that game. That's all I'm saying. He could have gone another inning. <laughs> oh yeah, well, the run differential I think has been. Uh, yeah, I mean it's it's interesting in that you know we're not doing it the way we did it last year, right? We're we're certainly not hitting as well. But I think it's also yeah, you know, I want to remind myself that you know there's no 
we're missing, you know, Wade Jr. And we're missing Lamont. We're missing mm-hmm. uh, Longoria. We're missing La Stella. You know, what? even though, yeah, our, you know, our backup second baseman. I get <laughs> That's it. That's right. You know? That's right. Okay. And, uh, uh, you know, and, and I guess speaking of that, the flip side of our backup second baseman is our starting second baseman. I mean, Tyro Estrada has uh, played some pivotal roles in some games this year so far. I mean, he's he's hitting for power, uh, mm-hmm. if not consistently hitting, right? I mean, so it seems like he's getting big hits when we need him, uh, which, you know, I, I, can you ask more for, than that, I think, at this point? No, I mean, I you, yeah. you really can't. I mean, it, it really is about, like, you know, I know, like... It, especially in the, the this new age of of you know exit velocity and you know saber metrics and and all of these things we all think about the, the the stats but at the end of the day what really determines whether or not you win a game or lose a game is is runs scored and that's all about getting on base and driving runners in and and the past week Tyro Estrada has done that Tyro Estrada in the last 7 games has five runs scored and four RBIs, right? He is leading the team, I think, or tied with the team in both of those categories. Um, and Jock Peterson's been a big part of that too, right? And, and Tyro has a home run, and Jock has two home runs in the last seven days. Between the two of them, they scored 10 runs and driven in seven, right? Um, it, it, and, and I think, really, it ultimately comes down to those two guys. Yes, there are other guys getting on base. I mean, Brandon Belt, you know, that's all he does, right? I mean, Brandon doesn't get hits anymore. He just stands up there, uh, occasionally hits a home run, and otherwise just takes his free base. Um, it, it, honestly, it, it reminds me a little bit of Barry Bonds, right? It, it's kind of like a, a light Barry Bonds, what Brandon Belt does. Uh, except, you know, he doesn't he doesn't smash the ball off the wall when when he doesn't get a hit it actually goes into somebody's glove but uh you know beyond that i mean uh, that's where the giants run production is coming from right now i i don't is that sustainable i don't know but i guess when you mention the fact that lamont wade jr is still out and and he's a big part of that of that platoon listella yes i mean i I you know I do believe that Tyro Estrada is our number one second baseman and and I think it should stay that way when Listella comes back. But clearly you know he is going to help from the other side of the plate, right? And and the same thing with Lamont Wade Jr. It's like we're missing it's like we're missing the second half of all of these platoons, yeah. right? That's and, exactly right. Yeah. yeah, and we haven't seen the uh, the 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 line shifts that we've seen in in the past. Right. And I think some of that is due to the DH, but. Some of that is due to the fact that we just don't have the guys that we had last year to be able to do that line shift with. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And and as I have mentioned, there will never be a time where everybody on this team is healthy, but still having three of your pieces hurt at the same time. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. But yet we're still on pace to win 108 games. That's right. That's right. So quit your whining. <laughs> I'm not whining. I'm just <laughs> I'm just keeping it real. All right. I'm just keeping it real. Um, but but well, so so anyway, Matthew. Can, can we can we talk about the cobweb? The cobweb game. <laughs> the, the the cobweb situation. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, a yeah, little side note, you know, I yeah. um I handle our Twitter account, you know, at Giant Cocktails. I do most of the tweets from there, and uh, uh, so I I. I it, struck me that you know when they announced the uh, the rain out on Monday that Cobb was going to be pushed to, to Tuesday and that that was going to be Alex Cobb 
and Logan Webb. And so I tweeted out something like, you know, hey, tomorrow is going to be the, you know, a cob, the first cobweb game of 2022. And 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 it, that tweet had some legs to it. And uh, it got liked like, you know, over a thousand times and I don't know, like 60,000 people saw it. It was kind of, a, you know, for a newbie on Twitter, you know, for our little, our little yeah. 400 followers, it was pretty amazing. And yeah, uh, but you, you were know, feeling it, good about yourself. I was. I was like, wow, I actually. But it's kind of funny how like I put out some gems there, people. And it's the cobweb thing that gets <laughs> legs, you know. Uh, but I'll take it. And everybody and, and likes the, a dad joke, man. Everybody dad likes joke. a dad joke. I am, I am, I am a really good dad joke guy too. So uh, yeah. maybe I should tell more dad jokes yeah. on Twitter and on our podcast. Everybody, I, everybody likes to pretend to hate dad jokes. Exactly, but nobody really hates it. And I got to tell you, actually, I was reading some of the responses, the replies to that tweet. And boy, there were some good puns, man. There, there were, were some, some, yeah. There were people some people were in getting there. into it. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. So, so Cobb Webb though ended up being pretty bad. Like I, I <laughs> it was horrible. It was, you know, and I'm all excited. You know, I've got the game on. Like I, you know, I work. I got to do work, but I've got it on. Like in a corner, listening to it while I'm, while I'm doing my work in my office and. You know, and I'm feeling pretty good after the first few innings. And then, you know, we're we're up four to one. I'm feeling good. I'm like, oh man, this is this is just like just like the last three games. Yeah, this is cruising. great. And then and then Cobb then there then Cobb strains his groin. You know, what did you call him? Holden McGroin? Yeah, that's right. Holden McGroin. That's his new nickname, Holden McGroin. And uh uh and then immediately gets put on the ten day IL uh after the game and 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 it just went downhill from there. And it was a painful, like, last game and a half. And, you know, Logan Webb losing well, that, for the first time, you know, in, in what, 25, 25 starts? starts? Yeah. yeah, including the postseason, including the, you know, including the, the series against the Dodgers. Um, he because then you at least, you know, well, then uh, the first game went into extra innings, and it was like, you know, okay, and I hate that runner on second. Hate it. Hate <laughs> it. It's not hate real baseball. On second. It's not it's, baseball. It's not baseball. And so we got some like arcade game going on in the tenth inning, and you know, and and so anyway, it just it just sucked. And then I'm like, well, at least we got Logan Webb, you know, in the second game. Right. So you know, we'll we'll come back. And Logan was not 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 as Logan esque uh, no. during that game. And I his velocity yeah. was down way early. I, I I don't know if it eventually came up. I mean, he only he only pitched like three and two thirds innings. Um, you know, he, he, and he was missing. Um, it just, you know, just, yeah, it was not the same Logan Webb. Um, and you're absolutely right. I mean, that first game was, was brutal. I mean, everything kind of, the wheels kind of fell off in that, in that inning where, where, where Cobb got hurt. And then, and then the umpires and the replay umpires started going, turning against us. And you know what really irritated me though, about that whole thing was the New York fans, because like those, you know, and I, 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 look. A lot of times, New York fans can turn on their own teams, and and that's fun to watch, right? When you're one, of, when you're the opposing team. But like, what really annoyed me is, like, is like, that, like when the Dodger fans booed Kenley Jensen. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I still smile when I think about that. And then he got the save against them this week, by the way, which is kind of fun. That is fun. That is fun. That is fun, actually. <laughs> Uh, but back to the Mets, like, so, so the Tuesday game was like, right. It was because they had the rain out the day before they, they turned it into just a, a normal old fashioned double header, right. Pay once to get in, see both games. Um, it was super cold, right. Um, and wet and miserable weather there. 
and so the only fans that were there were the diehard fans, you know, like the true Met fans. And and the way that they were cheering, and it, it, it's, it felt to me like the Met fans at this games realized how good the Giants are, right? So like they were really relishing this victory and it was just it was just so annoying to watch all those people get happy as their team was just having this incredibly good luck and well, then I, I mean i yeah. lived six years in new york you lived a yeah. few years in new york yeah. you know that there's uh you know new yorkers feel pretty good about themselves uh any chance they can get right and so <laughs> that's true and it, it just it just it was just infuriating it was infuriating, especially that first game, which because that was totally like one where the baseball gods just decided the Giants aren't going to win this game. Uh, right. I mean, because, you know, it was like I, the reason that Cobb hurt himself was because of the cold weather and all those stupid doinkers where he had to keep running back and forth to first base. It's like, you know, he hurt himself on one of these doinkers where he had to go cover and uh, they just weren't even hitting the ball hard. And it just, you know, yeah. Anyway, Tuesday sucked. Tuesday sucked. Tuesday sucked, and I'm drinking a drink because of it. And, New York Sour. And, of course, we were like, okay, now that's it. The wheels have fallen off. The rest of the season is just going to suck, too. But we forgot one thing. What did we forget? Carlos Rodon. Carlos Rodon. Wow. Cy Young candidate, Carlos uh, Rodon. For sure. I mean, he, he had two starts this past week, and through 17 innings and and he has struck out in those uh in those sorry so 12 innings he struck out 17 batters in those 12 innings and walked four recording two wins and you know what was interesting about today today was actually kind of a bad start for the guy like he got he got behind in his pitch count right like we're used to seeing him yep. do like 12 9 9 pitches per inning 12 pitches per inning maybe 15 today he was averaging 20 and and a lot of that had to do with the mets i mean the mets were really making the guy work right i mean they, they got some they got some good hitters on 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 that team and and yeah. you know lindor is is totally hot right now and um and and they were grinding uh, but you know, it just seemed like every time they had him on, like, I wouldn't even say on the ropes, every time it seemed like they got a victory against the guy, he just got, he just, he just suddenly found it and just started blowing those 97 mile an hour fastballs just right by him. Right. Like high up in the zone, particularly against uh, right handers, you know, it's a little bit up, a little bit away. And for whatever reason, like they just can't see it. And, and he would just put that ball right there. And and they would swing through it, and then he would just you know strut off the mound, cursing himself, you know, because of <laughs> you know the walk that he had given up prior to doing that. But um, yeah, I mean Carlos Rodon, like he has turned out to be, I think, everything as advertised, and then some. I was gonna say better than advertised. I think you know just I, yeah, I mean he's I I did not realize that he was quite the strikeout machine that he is, and. Me either. Uh, I mean, that is amazing. Like, just, you know, he can, he, yeah, he gets into trouble and he just, you know, like, all right, I'm just going to strike out the next guy. And uh, right. amazing. amazing. I think they, they showed two stats that are essentially the same thing, but they were like, um, uh, how many strikeouts, the number of strikeouts in first three games of the season for a Giants pitcher, um, which was 29 for him. 
and I think he was only behind Christy Mathewson. Oh wow! To start to start the the season, I think Christy, and then you know. Um, uh, I thought and, you were going to say Lincecum or something like that. But no, no, well, no. I mean, there was uh, a Jonathan Sanchez was on that list with twenty seven. I think Jonathan um, Sanchez, but he's also, I believe, I saw a different the stat, the same stat, told in a slightly different way that he is the that is the most strikeouts for a Giants pitcher in his first three starts with with the Giants ever in the history of the Giants. So that's the most strikeouts for a San Francisco Giants starting pitcher to start his Giants career. And um, I think there's uh, more to come with that. With that, where that yeah, came from. yeah, and and you know, I I don't I I don't mean anything by this, but I I will point out that um, uh, that that Kevin Gossman this year has pitched uh, ten innings, um, and has a WHIP of one point three, uh, and an ERA plus of ninety seven. So he's been average. He's been average. So uh, I'm, I'm I'm a little disappointed by that for for him. But I'm just saying, like, right, like this is the guy that we were talking about as being the replacement. And quite frankly, he's been better than the than the guy he replaced. Um, he's been better than any other Giants pitcher. Yeah. He, he's 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 making a case for Ace One A. I, I think yes, I think I think, Lo- I think Logan Webb should get upset by that. And, and I think he will. I think after uh, after Tuesday's start. I wouldn't be surprised to see Logan Webb come back and throw a a really good game next time. A perfect game. Sure, why not? Perfect yeah, game. Yeah, I'm I'm calling it. You calling perfect, it? Perfect game against who would that be? The Brewers. Is that or who you saw they, the, that the Brewers, Monday Brewers Brewer game? Brewers are A's. Brewers are A's. I don't know. Who's who? The four games in between. Oh, I guess that's the other question, though, right? Yeah. So I I mean so okay so we got three games against. Oh, we got one. Yeah, it'll be the Brewers. He'll be he, he should be slotted up for the Brewers. Um, and that should be interesting because the Brewers have a great starting pitching staff, but we're only playing a one game against them in in Milwaukee. So who knows who who the Giants will get? But um, but a better question is because Alex Cobb is hurt, how are the Giants going to fill his spot in the rotation mm-hmm. over these next two starts? I, Does I Tyler th- Beatty get his make or break moment? I don't think so. No. I don't. I don't. I don't think he's done enough to kind of warrant a full-on start. Now I could see him maybe as a part of a bullpen game. Okay. Okay. Uh, you know, or maybe it's like you know, because last year remember they had like Brebia start or no, a Leon start. Yeah, they had uh, Leon start games, a couple like yeah. be a starter where he pitched an inning and then then they had a guy come in for two or three. I could see that kind of setup maybe. Um, like Leon uh, doing the opener thing and then and then and then bringing in BD as your as your long man. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there, there's Jacob Junis, you know, that that uh, is the guy. That, I mean, that's why they have him, right? He's a guy that's in AAA with options that can come up and yep. and do a start. So wouldn't be surprised if we see him. Uh, you know, the only reason that maybe they don't do a bullpen game is that they have a lot of games crammed in, you know, to you know this month because of the whole late start and off days getting taken away and all that. So uh, maybe they feel like, you know, they need to bring somebody up that can give them some length. But I don't. I just don't think that it's going to be Beatty. I mean, I want it to be. I hope that the guy goes. But just a few times that we've seen him, it seems like he still has trouble walking batters. Yep. He's, and he's and that's four. been his Achilles. That's been his Achilles heel since he came back from surgery. I just don't see that getting any better. He's walked four guys in four innings, and he's also given up two hits. Um, and that works out to be a WHIP of one point five. 
Uh, now, a lot of those guys haven't scored runs. He's only given up one earned run, but he has been flirting with disaster. Um, and, and we, you know, the Giants don't look at, at, at ERA, right? They look at right. what he is doing on each at-bat, and, and I think you're right. But my question is, what does that mean for him? Is 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 this it? Because because that deadline might. I mean, we're like what what two weeks away from yeah, yeah. from where the rosters have to shrink, and and you start having to think about Le- uh, less than two weeks really options. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. May, is it May second? May second. Yeah, they have to decide. I mean, the the roster shrinks down back down to twenty six, and you know, yeah, he was on it, the bubble to begin with. He, yeah, he was, and and it's interesting. He's not a guy they've gone to a lot, right? It, it's not. It's been the usual suspects, quite frankly. Yeah, well, he's got. They've gone to him and Sammy Long when they've had a, a big lead, right. and that's pretty much it. Right, right. You mean Sam Long? I'm excuse me. Yes, Sam Long. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> Sam. Uh, I will. I will say this: Fangraphs has not has not decided to change Sam's name to Sam, from Sammy, but Baseball Reference has. You know, I'm looking at Fangraphs on the roster resource, and they have him as Sam. Oh, they do. Yeah, okay. on the roster. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Interesting. I think I saw it as Sammy somewhere else, but but maybe maybe uh, my apologies, Fangraphs. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get a letter uh, from Fangraphs. Uh, like, hey, hey, we hey. updated his name. Um, <laughs> but uh, on the other, I mean, Sam is a guy who is pitching, who who has seems like he's pitching well. Uh, you know, he has he's what pitched two and two thirds with three strikeouts. Uh, and has given up zero hits and one walk. Yeah. Well, so so on that note, he could get a start, and I think if he does, mm-hmm. that's very telling for Tyler Beatty. Yeah. Yeah. It's very. Cause, cause wow. Sam so we're gonna learn. We're. I mean, we're gonna learn a lot, right? Like because of this injury to to Alex Cobb, we're gonna learn a lot, and and it will probably tell us the future, um, and kind of end the story for for. Maybe end the story for Tyler Beatty. Yeah, interesting. I agreed. Okay, that should be should be interesting to see how that all plays out. Um, okay, well, intriguing, intriguing. Intrig- uh, so we got yeah. So so looking ahead, looking we got ahead. one more game against the Mets. That's tomorrow. By the time people are listening to this, that game may have already been played. Uh. So what we've got uh, was day day Yeah, this might go live during that game, right? Because it's a it'll be a morning game. Oh, it's for a us. getaway game. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, maybe we'll try to get it out early. But even then, that. they're gonna have to listen to it. What are they gonna do? Are they gonna listen to us or are they gonna watch the game? They could they're watch, gonna watch the, game. the game. They could watch ah. the game while they listen to us. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Go do yeah. that. You don't need Fleming and uh, and John Miller. You guys have heard those guys. You did, you guys need to listen to some other old men. Okay, look, we're, <laughs> we're closer to Fleming than we are to Miller. <laughs> In age. Uh, but, but yeah, so looking ahead. Uh, well, so it's a, they've got the one, yes. They're going to finish up this game against the, against the Mets. If they can win that one, they'll have split that series against the Mets. And they will have gone um, four, sorry, five and two for for the first seven games of the road trip, which is a fantastic start. Um, and then they go to Washington for three games, which I think again is a series that they should win. Um, yeah, I'd like to see them go two and one. It wouldn't be surprising if they went one and two, right? Just because you're visiting and it's the end of a road trip and. I don't know what the weather's going to be like. I'm hoping it's warming up out there, but it seemed like it was today anyway. 
but uh, and then and then unfortunately they have that awkward stop in Milwaukee where they're trying to squeeze in a series that was lost to the labor dispute and um, and Which then is they... just BS by the way I mean one game that you got to yeah. sandwich in between I mean it's just just brutal it is brutal um, you know yeah I mean you're not even going to be in Milwaukee I mean. I guess you would fly out. They'll fly out tomorrow night, and they'll be in Milwaukee overnight. But you're not even going to be in Milwaukee. What twenty four hours, maybe? Right. Well, that. yeah. They're going. Well, first they're going to Washington first. But then, yeah, after Washington. Oh, I'm sorry. Right. Yeah, Washington. So the, right. Yeah. So they got an early game on Sunday, Sunday. against Washington. Yeah, fly out that night. Then they've got a three ten our time game in Milwaukee. Uh, and then, yeah, so then they're going to get out of there and fly all night and then play an evening game against Oakland at home. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's so they can get 162 in, but not great. Not a great situation. Right, especially um, since Milwaukee is such a good team. I and mean, it was just unfortunate right. that we were going to lead off the, the, the season against them. So Right, right. And, well, I mean, I think it's a good I, – I think, you know, I mean – this is a huge test, and so far so good, right? I mean, as awful as Tuesday was, I, I think Tuesday really those are two games that the Giants could have won, right? Um, I think one of the reasons that they were so frustrating um, was that it was that they felt like winnable games, and uh, and, and so I, I think so far this thirteen game stretch that ends with that Oakland A series at home. Uh, it seems to be off to a good start. And, and really, I think it was one of those things, like if, if they can just survive this, then then they'll be happy. Um, they're really at an opportunity right now where they can not just survive it, but thrive in it. And and that's just going to make so much of a difference uh, later on in the season, right? It, it, it This is a huge opportunity for them. This is a huge opportunity for them to really, I think, put some distance, at least uh, mentally, between them and and the rest of the division and other wild card contenders. Yeah. Yeah, and the Nationals are not playing particularly well right now. They're uh 6 and 8 uh as we as we speak and they actually their 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 ERA batting average actually they're very similar. Uh mm-hmm. but their ERA is twice more than twice what the Giants ERA is. Wow. Uh, and I think the the team ERA for the Nationals is 4.95 and uh we have a 2.33 ERA. Well, the one thing that I do remember about the Nationals from last year was is that they had a really good game plan against the Giants, right? Mm-hmm. Where where they were just throwing – like the Giants have this approach where it's like I'm going to swing at my pitch. I'm going to spit on everything else, whether it's in the strike zone or not. And it seemed like the Nationals really took advantage of that. Uh, granted, but, if, if but that's you your game be plan, able to take advantage of that. I mean, you got to exactly. be able to throw to where that spot is, and and it seems like early on in the season that they're not they're not able to do that as as effectively as they did last year. I should say. Right, right. So this should be an opportunity for a lot of Giants hitters to get well. Um, talking to you, Mike Gipstrimsky. Talking to you, Darren Ruff. Talking to you, uh, who, who else? Uh, Slater, Duggar, and uh, Crawford. <laughs> Crawford a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Joey Bart has cooled off quite a bit. Uh, so yeah, basically everybody that's not Yawk Peterson and uh, Tyro Estrada. Although Yawk, if you want to get that stank off you, buddy, you, you keep gotta hitting. keep you hitting. Gotta keep 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 hitting those home runs. Um, 
uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think uh, I think they're poised to 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 really do uh, some good stuff. That, um, but you know, un- unfortunately, it's in the midst of this very uncomfortable um, stretch of games with a lot of hotel rooms and airplane flights and. And, uh, you know, this offense, I think, is still a little bit of a question mark, right? And um, they seem to be scoring enough runs by by hook or by crook, but um, uh, I don't know. I, I, I hope it's enough. I hope it's enough. I do, too. Uh, you know, we finish uh, the week uh, with uh, two games against Oakland, and... Uh, which is interesting, right? I mean, they're those are they've had a fire sale. Uh, they sold off a lot of their pitching staff and all that, but they're still hanging tough in in the American League West. And you know, they're one game over five hundred uh, as we speak. Uh, seems like they've got some offense. They're able to to score a little bit. So it'll be interesting to see how we do it. I will say that on my really nice tweet yesterday uh, about the Giants, uh, some A's fan popped off in there. And and I I was a good boy and I restrained and and I just blocked him. Uh, so but there were lots of other Giants fans that were going after him. There was a few other Giants fans that were just, you know, going after him. And he popped and, up um, on the cobweb tweet. Yeah. Like, you know, he called us the Nats uh, and, uh, and it seemed to have a lot of fun with the GN, you know, kind of thing. And, right, um, and right, yeah. wasn't wasn't really impressed. Right. With well, his, that's because uh, Giants have both a G and an N in the world. Yeah, and that's so what does, he was trying to go with. So, yeah. So, and, so does Nats. You know, those yeah. those A's fans are, aren't really particularly clever. So just. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, but. I've kept receipts, and so if the the Giants, uh, I'm hoping they if they if they do anything against the A's, I'm going to remind that guy. I'm going I'm <laughs> to un, unblock him, and I'm going to I'm going to remind him. Uh, yeah, it does seem like. Uh, I mean, you know, the thing the thing is, you can never doubt Billy Bean, right? Like, I know, I know, it always seems like you know the A's. It seems like occasionally the A's do these things, right? They go, and and I like a lot of people say, oh, the A's are tanking. It's like no, the A's, the A's are tr- trading, they're selling high, right, and they're buying low, yeah, right, and and they're selling all of these, all of their good guys who they know that they're not going to be able to sign to long term contracts because their ownership is a joke, um, and and they're cheap and chintzy, and they're still going to be cheap and chintzy A's fans when they get that new ballpark. I hope you all know that. Like, oh, it's yeah. not the like the owner's going to pocket that cash. It's He's not, not like it's it. not like it's not like the OA's ownership is suddenly going to become good people, right? Um, so, but anyway, uh, the the thing is, is that you know, A's fans, uh, I'm sure, count themselves lucky that they've got Billy Bean, right? Because like, does the man ever not put a competitive team on the field? No, and and you know, I think him and Farhan. Uh, you know, Farhan started his career with the right. A's, uh, you know, and I think so there's definitely some similarities there. And and uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, you got to tip your cat to Billy Bean, right? I mean, he he literally changed the game of baseball and in doing so keeps the A's competitive every year. Yeah, I don't I don't know why he doesn't. <laughs> I, I, I honestly don't. Yeah, I mean, could you imagine I mean, he could easily leave for another team and make way more money? I'm Well, you know, he, he could have gone to the Red Sox. We all saw the movie. Yeah. We all read the book. <laughs> I, re- I didn't read a book. I, yeah. You know, I mean, he could have gone, he could, you know, instead of Theo I, Epstein, they, they wanted him to take the job, right? Like he could have and for, for all that, all the money in the world. And, uh, you know, I, he decided to stay with the A's. 
I, I, I don't, I don't know why, but you know, may, maybe he likes the challenge of not having a lot of money. Yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe, and he's done very good at it. So why should he? Right. Why should he do anything? And in the grand scheme of things, he's doing just fine. Yeah. Right. Right. I'm sure he's like, he's not homeless. He's not right. even close <laughs> to being homeless. So. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so you know, uh, but and nonetheless, I mean, the, the fact of the matter is, A's and Giants. It's always a competitive series, no matter what. Even when one of the teams is is significantly better than the other, uh, they seem to always play each other tough. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I, I wouldn't, uh, I'm not going to count those as victories, no. <laughs> not by a long shot. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, but, but it should be a lot of fun. Um, and then I think at that point, the giants do finally get their day off right on the Thursday following. Exactly. The, the day that we publish next week will be, uh, That's will be right. an off day. So make sure you stop by and, and check out our, our podcast then. Uh, I got a question for you. You got a question for me? Yeah. What's so the question? What is your favorite? What is your biggest Giants memory as it relates to your birthday? <laughs> That's kind of a loaded question because I know the answer to this. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So Brandon Belt today hit a home run, and it was his first hit as a Major League Baseball player on his birthday. And what I know is is that in my life the Giants are actually really lousy on my birthday. And um, they are so lousy. And I guess I'm about to tell everybody what my birthday is. <laughs> right? Everybody's going to know what my birthday is because they're going to be able to go figure this out. Yeah. Well, well let's, just, let's just lead off with the fact that we're old. <laughs> right. Well, there's that. Yeah. I mean, they're not going to know what... Well, I guess they, they probably... Yes. Everybody's going to know exactly what year and day I was born now. But uh, my, my biggest memory... I wouldn't say it's my best. It's definitely my the clearest memory of a Giants game on my birthday is them getting no hit by Kevin Brown and having you then rub that into my face. <laughs> um, Happy birthday to you. <laughs> the Giants got no hit on your birthday. <laughs> I mean, I was what, like... I don't know, 15, 18, 18? Yeah, I was, but, yeah, I don't know. And I think he, I, I, I can't even remember now. I just remember it was Kevin Brown, but but, but was was he even, was it, was it when he was with the Marlins or was it when he was a, a Dodger? Because I think he was a Dodger when that happened. Uh, no, he was, he was, he was a Marlin. It was, it, it's, it's. Okay, it's, good. That makes me feel a little better. Uh, yeah. Because I, I don't think I would have rubbed it into your face that it was a Dodger. Yeah. I'm going to have to go back and refresh my memory and, and, and figure this out because it, it could could have been maybe he was a padre god he was a padre <laughs> i'm looking at his stats now and i was like oh my gosh uh i think he was a marlin and um yeah um it, yeah so happy birthday to me uh <laughs> it, i i always check the schedule every year to see what the giants are doing on my birthday and uh and I'm always excited when when they had the day off, because yep. I know I know that nothing bad can happen that day. <laughs> like the worst thing that can happen is that somebody will be put on the on the uh, injured list. Uh, so yeah. Well, all I know is that I share a birthday with Barry Bonds, and so I always felt like that there was some significance there. Um, not really sure what that means. Probably doesn't mean <laughs> anything. But me and Barry, you know, share a birthday. Uh, 
All right. Well, we're coming up on the hour. And uh, Bob, why don't you tell the listeners uh, where they can find us? Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Yes, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at at Giant Cocktails. Uh, you can also follow Ben at at Watch Ben Fail on both Twitter and Instagram. And, uh, you know, through all of our struggles this week, it seemed like a painful week. But, uh, you know, I, I, gosh, you know, we're still on pace to win 108 games. So who's got it, it better than us? It no was one. A, it was a pain. It was a great week with one painful day. But that just tells you how painful that day was. <laughs> That's right. That's right. All right. Well, listeners, thanks for uh, stopping by again, and uh, we'll see you next week. Uh, Until then, cheers, Ben. Cheers, Matthew. Bye, everybody. Bye. Join us next time for the Giant Cocktails Podcast. Until then, bottoms up. Bottoms up.